Hello, we are the Young Professional Insurance Agents of Indiana. It is our goal to bring young agents from around the state together to advance the industry through training, mentoring, and networking. The YPIA has created a new platform for our members and agents to learn as well as connect and highlight the amazing people that you should know. Hi, John. How are you today? I'm good. <laughs> I feel like we've already done half of this show just talking. We should have had it going earlier, yeah. I don't know. I should have been recording something on my phone in my pocket. All right. So for everybody that is listening to this episode, this episode we have John Burnett, a Burnett and Dellinger yeah. out of... Um, Elwood, Indiana. John has been a longtime PIA member, still currently a member. And um, I reached out to John on behalf of some um, advice from uh, members at the PIA to hear a bit about his story as somebody who took over a family agency, been in the business a long time, a long time, and kind of what insurance means to you. So, John, thank you for coming on. No problem. Um, Kind of talk to me, I know we talked earlier, talk to me about how you got your start in insurance. Well, uh, the um, agency was a family-owned business. My dad started the agency, uh, or bought the agency in 1958. Uh, after I uh, finished uh, college, I came back and uh, went into the agency uh, with the intention of going into a um, training program with a national carrier. Unfortunately, that national carrier um, did away with that program and never did re-implement it. Um, that's probably in the 45 years I've been in the business, it's probably the one of the things that I regret the most that I didn't do that because I think it would have given me a little bit better background of, of some things going on the company side first. I really wish that would have transpired. Um, the uh, agent that we have now, he got the opportunity to do that with a carrier and spent uh, six months in the training program and it was really beneficial so wow so that's that's how that kind of ended up so i ended up getting my license in 1976 and um, been there ever since so. what year did you say your dad bought the agency he again? bought the agency i believe it was in 1958 so the whole time you grew up your dad was an insurance yes. agent mm-hmm. yeah. my dad he, called him policy men back then right yeah he started out as a claims adjuster and uh, when i was born he was a claims adjuster so but yeah, and ended up buying the agency and moved, we moved from Anderson back to Elwood. So what was that like growing up with an insurance agent as a parent? Um, you Did know, you it's, know? It's just, I mean, like when you're a kid, you just kind of dad yeah, goes to work? Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of what you're what you're used to. So uh, really no different than any other. You're, you grow up with it and you hear it. You, you know, there, was, there was plenty of times where we were packed and ready to go on vacation and uh, all of a sudden something happened and we didn't get to go. So uh, that... that that kicked in a few times. I remember when I was younger, so that was kind of disappointing. So I, I remember those times. Not as many company resources back then. A lot of that fell back directly on the agent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially rating and yep. all the other things. Yep. So how were claims even handled back then? I mean, the agent would go out on site prior would, to an adjuster because I know you said earlier. When, when my dad was doing yeah, the claims. When my dad was doing the claims, he worked for a independent claims um, company called Underwriters Adjusting Company. And basically, all all companies at that time never had their own adjusters, so um, they would hire the companies would hire independent adjusting firms to take care of their claims. So he called on mostly Madison County uh, with Underwriters Adjusting Company, and um, Elwood was in his territory, so uh, that's how he got familiar with the individual that was selling the agency, mm-hmm. and uh, so he he purchased the agency from him, he and his wife and. And that's how he that's how he got going. So no, they they had this the adjusting process still took place. It just wasn't done by 
the, the companies themselves. Yeah, it's by the independent adjuster. They, they farmed them out, correct. Yeah. So did he have somebody on speed dial he called if he needed something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, he did have it. There was a, there was a, he did answer to a boss. And uh, actually, that's one of the reasons he uh, um, he bought the agency because they he had been with them for about six or seven years and they wanted him to go down and be the manager in the, uh, I believe it was the Evansville office. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to relocate. It's a hall. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't want to relocate down there. He'd already relocated from, um, uh, from Kentucky where, where he was went to school, so he didn't want to make that move back down there. So yeah, that's why he ended up buying the agency. So, but your own boss—that's where the pluses of make your own schedule and do all the other things. Exactly. So when you got into the agency, did he have staff at the time, or at the at the time there were, um, let's see, uh, the lady who the wife of the individual he bought the agency from, uh, he passed away six months after Dad bought the agency. So it was Dad his his wife and I believe there was one other producer that they had so there was only it was pretty small it was only three people in there so so then you went to where for school uh in Georgia you went to Georgia uh-huh. really what did yeah. you study down there a business did yeah. you yeah what made you, what took you to Georgia golf <laughs> actually my uh actually I had an uncle that lived down there okay so and we would go down to visit and I it was north Georgia and you know I liked the area and and um they had a small school down there, so around that territory. So I decided to decided to go there. Yeah. What was that experience like? Rather than it staying was, local, it was pretty. It was pretty good. It was pretty. Grew up pretty fast. Eighteen years old, living, moving, you know, thousand miles away from home. So it was. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. No cell phones back then. No cell phones. So no communications. Phones. What mail? I mean, mail and telephone. I guess I guess you still have phones. Yeah. No cell phones. Yeah. For sure. So. Yeah, I'm sure your parents were worried sick. I couldn't imagine yeah, yeah, we, sending we somebody down there. We talked every Sunday evening. Yeah. So that was our that was our deal. We do we either call each other on Sunday evenings. So So then um got out of school, decided you wanted to come directly back up to Madison County. I, I, I knew that I wanted to get into the into the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I really that we had talked and, and he had a good friend who was with uh, the company, which was Continental Insurance Company. So he had a good friend and marketing rep was one of them and somebody else that worked in the commercial line. So they had pretty much set, pre-set this training program up mm-hmm. for me to go. And I was probably, I think it was, I think I would have been in the training program for six months and then I would have actually gone and been an employee of theirs for a year, two years maybe, so mm-hmm. or however long I could have, could have stayed there forever. Could have been a company could man. Could have been a company guy. So, but, uh, so that was all kind of set up and, and, uh, then it, then it fell through, but in the in the big picture, it ended up okay. Yeah, look so, at us now. That's right. So uh, falls through. You start working at the office. Um, what's it like working with your dad? It was um, it was challenging at times, uh, but uh, it was he was a great great mentor, and uh, he uh, he taught me a lot. And uh, you know, we we were, we'd work over there till you know seven seven thirty at night, and, and you know just he and I and working on accounts and you know it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it, not to say we didn't have our disagreements but uh, yeah like, like any father son does but uh, for the most part we we got along pretty well and actually my mother uh, worked she did the accounting she she did the books so we were all three there they talk about a family business it was family is all family so yeah so, yes yeah. and she retired in i don't know she retired in late 70s uh she retired and um so he thought it'd be best that she just stay home. So then we brought another gal in to replace her. And um, so, uh, but yeah, dad, uh, dad worked up until he was, uh, he was still coming in at 
86. That's what you hear. Yeah, he was still coming. Agency owners, man, they don't want to. at least a half a day. Yeah, uh, thing, so. Uh, but the last few years, he passed away in 2013. So, um, but uh, yeah, prior to that, he was coming in. He, he just loved the people, you know. He That's loved, that's he the business. business. He yeah. just loved the business. So, <laughs> man, I can't imagine. 85 years. You think you're gonna sit, stay in there uh, until you're 85? I don't think so. Half days. You come in in shorts. We'll let <laughs> you do whatever yeah, I don't you think want. I'll make it to that that time. <laughs> you know, it's it is. Um, that's one of the interesting things about this business. It allows you to do it for as long as you want. It is true. And is true. if you love it. Why leave it? Yep, that's true. If you're going to do something when you retire, you might as well keep on doing what you're doing. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so um, you look at it now. A lot of these um, younger generations are coming into um, family-owned agencies, and you see a lot of pushback. I would say technology and innovation and all these things. I imagine you had similar struggles back in oh, your sure. time frame. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the um, I wouldn't say issues, but some of the innovations that you were trying to push, um, maybe when you were younger in insurance, coming in and to dad's agency. Well, we didn't have, I mean, obviously we didn't have the cell phones, we didn't have the computers. Uh, the first computer we had in the office was from one of the carriers, and it was probably half the size of this room. Really? Yeah. The carrier provided they, it? They provided it. They provided it and um, for that specific uh, yeah. book of business. And you, we would do, you know, input, and then it would process the policies and at the office, at the home office, and then they would be mailed to us. I mean, they weren't instantaneously like they are today, but that's how it started. So the, the things that I've seen from going from no computer system and no technology to today is phenomenal. So it's, it's, Yeah, I can't even relate. So yeah, like as somebody who does has no idea really what you're talking about, because I can't can't even imagine. I've been in the business four years. A lot of people that are just now getting into insurance or anybody listening to this. Um, can you, I mean. Well, yeah, we the, would give you an example. Can't we, even think we would, have, we would have marketing reps who would call on us um, and they would come in and if you had two or three accounts to work on, I mean, they might be there for three or four hours. I mean, they would, you would give them the account to work on. They go out and they go back in the office and they grade it up manually. Really? Oh, yeah. They, they bring their manuals. and. They, what was it like rating policies back in your day? What was the turnaround time on an insurance quote? Well, fortunately, uh, I was able to go to a few um, from the association and from companies. I was able to go to a few classes that gave you the background of rating. So we could rate, um, we could rate a commercial policy. A lot of a lot of agencies didn't do that at all. Yeah. But we could rate, we got training on the new commercial lines manual when that came out. And uh, so I got got trained on that. So we could rate a, a commercial policy pretty, I mean, it, I mean, it'd take an hour and a half, two hours sometimes to rate a, something that you do in 10 minutes now. Yeah. So, but uh, the turnaround time, getting the policy back with it, by the time if you presented that quote from the marketing rep giving it to you when he left the office, you presented the quote, and then you would uh, you would mail that to him, and he would take it to the underwriter, you know, for issuance. And uh, yeah, I mean, it sometimes a month get a policy in. <laughs> Sounds like life insurance yeah. anymore, honestly. Easy, 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 three to four weeks. What an what an interesting thing that instant gratification we have today. Save fifteen percent in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Wasn't like that then. Talk about a relationship business. Pretty, Completely different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, there's a lot of that has gone by the wayside with all the, you know, 
direct riders and, and what we see on TV all the time. So mm-hmm. uh, it's still a big part of the business. I mean, that's the, the hands-on verbal is, is I think is is important. So yeah, how many clients do you think that you have um, still from maybe your dad's ownership? Oh gosh, um, he uh, he bought an agency in. Uh, 19, he bought an agency, the Dellinger portion of the agency. He purchased that in 1974. So I'd say between, you know, between what Dad had and uh, what Mr. Dellinger had, gosh, we still have, you know, I don't know, maybe 15% of our, 10, 15%. That's amazing. Which would be not the direct people, would it, but it would be the, the uh, you know, siblings or the mm-hmm. kids of the, of those accounts, so yeah, so. That's, that's still amazing. Yeah, it is really shows true. you the power of relationships and yeah, the power independent of the relationship. Agent. That obviously the small town uh, is helpful. But yeah, there's still people that will, you know, say. But there was people that um, I just had a fellow in the other day. He was uh, he was a client of the fellow that Dad bought the agency from. He really, and his wife, yeah, live up in up around Summerville, and so yeah, he's in his mid eighties. He worked at General Motors and. At a little farm. Still comes still in to make comes, his payments? Still comes in. Still comes in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, still comes in. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's a relationship business. It still is. It still is. And it is with the, not only with us, with our clients, but us with our companies. And I think we're, there's a lot of um, that not happening anymore, uh, which, you know, we don't have uh, the marketing reps calling on us like they used to, uh, which is bad. I think it's a bad thing. Uh, now they... I want to say it's saving them money, which probably is to some extent. But if a marketing rep is doing their job, they outweigh that expense, yeah. you know, ten times over. So because you want a good relationship with the agent, absolutely. I think that they they lose that and they get caught up in the price game. Yep. Yep. Well, if we're not better, then we'll go over here to where we can be a, a better price. That's right. We've got to cut cut costs somewhere. Yeah, we're going to keep corners. the premiums low. Yeah, got to cut corners. So yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's one of the the disappointing things that I've seen in the last probably 10 to 15 years is the lack of um, relationship from the companies to the agencies. What you're seeing with some of these big companies are now reaching out to agents that try to write direct that couldn't get all the way to the client. That's true. Or they weren't getting the client they wanted. That's right. And we said, wow, these agents for 15%, they're... They're a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's true. I, I don't know. I think it's it's fads. It's clothing. It's all those things. You mm. see, you know, bell bottoms are back. Mullets are back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. at some point, those marketing reps and relationship with agents may look different. Yeah. But it it's what matters most. Yeah. PIA, organizations like this. Right. And I think some of it is coming back. Uh, I think some of the companies have realized that they've lost that. I think you're seeing a little bit more, not like it used to be, but I think you're seeing a little bit more yeah. personal contact with the with the agencies. So, yeah, it's like when you lose girlfriend, yeah, and don't know what you had until it's gone. Until it's gone. That's yeah, right. that's, that's exactly how it works. That's true. That's so true. we were talking earlier. You um, you've been a longstanding member of the PIA and actually were on the board for a long time. Um, talk about when you kind of decided that that was something you wanted to do. Well, actually, I was at a company. I was at a company function uh, with a. Um, Yeah, I was at a company function, and a um, an agent uh, that I knew for several years. We represented a couple of the same companies, and I got to know him. He uh, he was active in the PIA, and he asked me if I'd be interested in joining the joining the board. And I I want to say that was probably in the late '80s. Um, and I I said sure, I'll you know I'll, I'll give that a shot. I'll I'll be you know try to put give a little bit back and and um, 
so I did and, and uh, got on the board and sat on the board for a few years. Uh, that same individual asked me, he was president, he asked me to be his um, convention chairman. So that's how I really got in charge and that was back when the conventions were pretty good size and, and a lot of company participation and, um, and uh, you know, that's, that, that was really an eye-opening experience. And so I did that, actually was, did that two years uh, for his convention chair. So, uh, so that's kind of how I got started and then went on and was president in 1998. Uh, then after that I uh, was the national director for 12 years with PIA, so for Indiana, so. Wow. So what would you say to somebody that's thinking about joining a board but say they don't have enough time? Yeah, you know, it is, there is a little bit of a time commitment. Um, and fortunately, my staff was good enough to, you know, be able to hold the fort down while I was at the BDs. It, it is a time commitment, but in the big picture, it's worth, it's worthwhile, you know, giving back because, you know, we give so much. So uh, it, it's, just, it's just worth the time, really. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's really not all that time-consuming yeah it's not it's, that cool. it's not that it's not that it's what you make out of it so yeah it can you know you can make it a career or you can make it volunteer so yeah but it's but it's very worth it very much worth it so um being on the board and some of those board functions i know you know planning a um, convention something that i would be terrible at and i'm sure libby or laura or any of the people listening to this from the pia would agree that i would be terrible at it um Talk about some of the relationships that you got from the PIA, whether carrier oh, yeah. relationships or just oh, yeah. good buddies in place. Friendships, yeah, people it's, it's it's amazing the friendships and the and the people that I met through through the uh, through PIA. I mean, it's just you know, I had a guy that he oh it was it's been a few months ago he was coming back from a meeting. He lives up around Fort Wayne. He was coming back from a meeting, and I didn't know him from Adam when I started, and he just popped in, say hello. We visited for a while, but he was an agent up around there, and and. Uh, you know, we've been friends for all those years. He was on the he went he eventually went on the board and served as president and and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, and you know, we did a lot of um, we did a lot of uh, husband wives, husband girl or girlfriend. I love that. Girlfriend. We did a lot of a lot of those activities. You know, you know, there'd be sometimes eight or ten of us. We'd get together and you know take a little boating one day boating trips or you know go to dinners and that sort of thing. So yeah, so it's it's. It's very much worth it. The friendships that you make, and and uh, you know the, the one on one person deal rather than doing it over you know a Zoom meeting or something like that. Is, yeah, it's is, tough. Is, I think we huge. we it's get huge. stuck in being too busy anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Yeah. I'm too busy. You don't make time for that. Yeah, that's true. That's no, frustrating. It is, but it's very worth the the reward is is very much there. So, yeah. and you really don't realize it at the time. It's you know, several years afterwards when you really appreciate it. So Yeah. It sounds like every everything anyone's ever told me, you don't realize how good it is till, till it's, it's till you don't have it, till mm -hmm. it's gone. So but uh, yeah. That's the interesting thing about insurance agents is what's our favorite thing to talk about? <laughs> it really true. is insurance. <laughs> as much as you don't want to be that guy at a party, next thing you know is you're like, hey, it always got special events for this thing, huh? Yeah. It seems like people are drinking a little bit too much. Uh, yeah. It always comes back to that. But you know, that's what we do and you know, for the most part, it's we all have something in common. So it's yeah, it's uh, you think you you think you don't, but uh, it's amazing what happens from one corner of the state to the other. The same same issues, just different people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it's always the same it's always, risk. It's always the same thing. Yeah. So, so um, if you were to summarize it, just and I won't even. This is tough because you've been in the business how long? Forty two years. Forty five years. Forty five years. And it's probably hard, but if you were to just look at 45 years in your mind and you take it from start to end, 
What does the insurance industry mean to you? Well, it's very, it's it's very fulfilling. I mean, I get frustrated like we all do with different with, with companies or clients and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it's a fulfilling business. I mean, it really is. You, you get to help people out when they have issues, um, and and when people thank you and, and that sort of thing, it really. You know, it's almost more than, you know, that big check that they give you. But when they appreciate something that you do for them, I think that's what really is, is what it's all about. So, yeah, uh, but yeah self-gratification, I think, is probably the big, well, we're here the, way for I'd, the way I'd sum it up. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, so the big checks. <laughs> that's what everybody thinks, right? Yeah, absolutely. So how much has, um, and how much has the... Uh, Commission portion changed because being in this business four years, you hear a lot of people complaining about commission cuts and all sure. that sort of stuff. And this is for all young agents who just don't know this side of the business or you're a true agent, so you don't know the side that an agency owner knows. Um, you know, what are splits like versus what they used to be? Well, we got a, we've got a commission book in the uh, uh, from one of our companies back when uh, uh, dad was, this, I think it goes back to the late 60s. Um, I think the company was paying 35% on a homeowner policy um, and close to 30% on an auto policy. Wow. So 25% on a dwelling fire policy. Uh, nothing, hardly anything under 20%, no matter what, what it was. Uh, so big difference. Has changed a lot. Has changed a bit. Has, Has changed, changed a lot. Has changed a bit. Oh my goodness! Yeah. But if it takes you thirty days to write a policy versus yeah, I mean, ten minutes, you know, and some of that was, uh, but but a lot of that back then they weren't doing the preparing the policies and, and that sort of thing, putting the forms together. A lot of that was just straight from the company. Really? So yeah. So, so there was, were a lot of other costs that you were pushing out on your end. Um, not really. <laughs> not really. I mean, that was just, you know, postage. Yeah. You know, postage. But that Heck, is... it's 55 cents a stamp now, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't even like sending postage. Let's try an email. 10 cents back then, so, or, or if that. So, But no, they didn't, uh, you know, they would they would order the policies through application, through the mail, and, you know, and that sort of thing. So, oh, we'd, we'd go through post, postage meters like crazy. Oh, I believe that. So, yeah. And, and now, you you know, if we have two or three things going out a week, it's, it's a big deal. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Golly, yeah, the world oh, yeah. has changed a whole lot in yeah. the independent agency. Yeah, it's a little different from that 10 and 12% that we get now. But yeah. On stuff. Uh huh. 8% on renewal if it's non standard business. You bet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't broker it out. Put a fee on it. The world has changed so much, I think. I think there's, you know, for, for people that are just now getting into the industry, they didn't know how good, well, how good, how it was before, right? That's true. And, That's you true. know, how good we have it today. Because I will say the one thing that we do have between social media and internet and accessibility for contact, it should be easier to sell insurance today than it's ever been to sell insurance. I would say you're correct. I would say you're correct. It should be. So, however, <laughs> there's always stipulations, right? There's always that but, right? There's always, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, right? There's always going to be a but. That's true. Oh, That's so if you were to go back and tell John where John is today, what would John say to John? So if I were to go back to 18-year-old John and say, hey, 65, look at this now. We're going to go play golf today. Yeah, yeah. What would 18-year-old John say? Gosh. That's that's a that's a tough one, you know. Just be, uh, you know, treat your clients good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
know, do the right thing, be, you know, be loyal to them, you know, integrity and, and, uh, you know, and everything else fall in place, really. I mean, that's, that's one of the things my dad pretty much taught me and preached to me that, you know, if you take care of the people and take care of them, they'll take care of you. So, um, and the big picture, he's, even though it's different technology wise, that's where in the big picture, it's, it's still one-on-one -on -one business and, talk to them on the phone, you talk to them when they come in the office, it's still the same. So, yeah, yeah so they'll, they'll take care of you if you take care of them. So, yeah, I know it's frustrating sometimes. We all get frustrated with them. So, uh, but, you know, it's just part of it. So, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, that's what insurance is. It's waking up every day, taking care of people, and then reap the benefits from yeah. whatever that means. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... I think that's a great place to end it because I think that's the best lesson you can give to not only the young John, but the young person listening to this today, to any member of the PIA. Um, if they wanted to get a hold of you and ask any questions oh, about absolutely. you and your agency, where would they find you? Absolutely. We're in Elwood. Um, uh, they can they can reach out to us through anybody at the PIA that can give us our contact information. So cell phone number, phone number. So yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. All right, John. Be glad, to, be glad to talk to him. Absolutely. Yeah, guys. So next time um, you see John at the convention, make sure to track him down. Ask him as many questions as you can and um, get to know John. Get to know all the members of the PIA because everybody's got a good story and something to tell you. Yeah, take advantage of the older. Take advantage of the people. I mean, that's I mean, so education-wise, I mean, you, can, you can't get any more mm -hmm. educated than talking to the I'm not going to get any guys, more experience the guys that, in today than I will that you've had your entire life. Right. So I just hope that there's something rubbing off on this conversation. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope, John, and I hope that these are good. opportunities for everybody else to sure, learn something from somebody who's been doing a lot longer than us. Somebody great. who had a computer the size of my room that I really don't understand. Yeah, that's true. But a policy a month. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. See you. How's that? That's good.